Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call, as today your Indiana Hoosiers got through Hoosier hysteria without any obvious injuries, which I think we all can agree is the single most important on-court outcome at an event like this, although three players didn't play for apparently precautionary reasons in the scrimmage or participate in the other events. Uh, we'll talk about what that might mean here as we go forward, but a fun day, a fun event with just one fire alarm interruption, you know, just, you know, a normal, normal Hoosier hysteria, right? I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and the coach, Brian Tonsoni. We're going to break it all down for you on this special Hoosier hysteria edition of the Assembly Call. And let's start the show the way we start every show. And that is with our Hoosier Proud Banner moment. And this one was easy. Trace Jackson Davis, the guy has not played a game yet for Indiana, and he is already a hero to Indiana fans because not only did he walk out to the Rocky theme song, which I thought was just a very inspired choice, uh, but for the dunk contest. So obviously today, Indiana honors Calvert Chaney, the Big Ten's all-time leading scorer, the GOAT. He's going into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. And so Trace Jackson Davis wins the dunk contest, and after he wins it, he requests a third dunk. Which, you know, I just, I like, uh, you know, I like the cojones there to request a third dunk. Before the dunk, he puts on a number 40 jersey with Calvert Chaney sitting right there as one of the judges, puts on the number 40 jersey, and then goes up and does a classic Calvert Chaney reverse dunk, which he used to do on breakaways, paying homage to the greats. I absolutely loved that moment. It was great to see. You know, you kind of, some of us old timers were, you know, kind of wondering, are these young guys going to know who Calvert Chaney is here? And Trace obviously went out of his way to pay homage to Calvert. And it was just absolutely fantastic uh, for me. And I know for many others, the best moment of Hoosier hysteria. So big hat tip to you, Trace Jackson Davis. If you want to know future Hoosiers, if you want to know how to make an entrance and get (laughs) Indiana fans on your side from the first moment, do that. It was just absolutely uh, very well played by Trace Jackson Davis. All right. Uh, today's banner moment brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. You know, four years ago when we started our partnership with founder Connor Hitchcock, they were Hoosier proud and they served the state of Indiana with unique and comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts. Now they are a budding t-shirt conglomerate after making the keen strategic decision to focus on vintage logos and underserved colleges and universities. And of course, you would expect nothing less than a brilliant decision like that from a Kelly School grad. So Homefield now has items for 67 different schools, 12 of which are Indiana schools. Yet despite their massive expansion, the school with the most apparel, that sells the most gear, and that will always be nearest and dearest to Connor's heart is, of course, your Indiana Hoosiers. Which is why you should go to homefieldapparel.com today and check out their IU collection. You can get the vintage Bison logo hoodie or t-shirt, a longtime favorite here on the show. I think Coach might actually be wearing it right now as we talk. Uh, You can check out all of their shirts of the week that they've released during this year's IU football season, including this week's splendid Homecoming 69 design, or you can peruse all of the other classic IU basketball designs that they have. The bottom line is that you need to visit the site, pick up some items for yourself and as gifts for the IU fans in your life, and you need to use the promo code ASSEMBLY20, ASSEMBLY20 at checkout when you do it. That will get you 20% off your next order. That's promo code ASSEMBLY20, a little bit different than last year, ASSEMBLY20 at homefieldapparel.com for 20% off your next order. All right, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team on today's Hoosier Hysteria festivities. And Ryan, we will go to you, to you first. Your rant on Hoosier Hysteria. I, I think we should not do a show after Hoosier Hysteria. That's my rant. Um, Great I, way to start the show. <laughs> I mean, it's, we've done this every year, and every year I find myself scrambling for things to talk about because there's absolutely nothing to talk about. I mean, there's cool little moments. I think a five-minute review is really all we need to do. Can we just uh, do 15 minutes on Jerome Hunter's turnaround jumper? 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's right up the Jared Morris alley right there. Any turnaround jumpers at all. Um, no, I mean, it's just, you know, the scrimmage, there's nothing really to, to break down. Uh, Jerome Hunter looked healthy. Okay. That, you know, I mean, but it's, it's such a low energy scrimmage and, and these guys know it because it's just a have fun night. It's not a serious practice. So um, I remember one time. Uh, uh, when I was uh, working at the India Daily Student as the basketball columnist, uh, our reporter was, this was like his first IU event, you know, covering the basketball team. And he was really charged up to watch. And the rest of us are kind of just sitting there like, all right, this is just guys running around. And um, afterwards, we sat down with Mike Davis for an interview. And it was like just us and Mike Davis because nobody else cared to interview Mike Davis after the, the, you know, that lighthearted scrimmage. And he leans, he's like, hey, you know, uh, Coach Davis, what can we pick up from tonight? Like, what can we have learned from tonight? And Mike Davis looked at him like, I feel really bad for you. That kind of look on his face. And he just said, nothing. He's like, it was just guys clowning around. Like, practice starts tomorrow. Like, relax. Like, and that's that's exactly what it is. It's just guys clowning around and having fun. Uh, there's really nothing. It's, you know, a glorified pickup game at the end. Um, you know, and the other thing is, is that when you're scrimmaging against, um, when you're scrimmaging against, your teammates, they know what you're going to run and all that stuff. So it's just, you know, I, I mean, it's, there's really nothing you can take from it. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought some of the intros were fun. I thought, see, having Cal Cheney there was fun, but there's nothing really to break down from the evening, I don't think. Does, are you just saying goodbye now? Are you just going to just gonna yeah, leave? I'm gonna or are you going to hang out here. with us here? No, I'll leave my camera running, but I'm just going to shut the camera <laughs> off and just leave it. You can admire my diploma. That's, Th- thanks for doing that after we did the ad read, by the way. Yeah, I do, do do appreciate that. Uh, okay, you know who's coming next. He remembers the days when a movie cost a dollar. Heaven help you if you ever decide to pop your collar. Play hard, but remember, fake hustle is a crime. He's the coach and it's not Sony time. I don't like Hoosier hysteria. Coach? <laughs> I think after, wa- after watching Hoosier hysteria, I've come down with a case of general soreness and uh, might need to be held out for precautionary reasons from next week's show. Um, don't want to injure myself before the, the season starts. Um on a, on a serious note, um, how, how about the look on Coach Roberts' face when he walked out? I mean, he was, this was a fun night, and he still was locked in. So I, I might be um, trying to get into the uh, Coach Roberts fan club uh, presidency because, um, you know, I, I think what we heard about him being a, a tough-nosed guy was kind of serious. So I, I noticed that. I did like the Rocky theme. And um, – you know, I, th- I was a little bit excited when the fire alarm went because then I thought they'd have to just go to cook hall and practice. And I thought that might, uh, you know, be, be a little more beneficial. Now it's good to see the guys out there, especially the new guys. And, you know, um, it was a fun night. But Jerome Hunter out on the court and just showing some of the skills that he might be able to bring to the game was probably the highlight uh, of the night. and. Um, you know, Calbert Chaney saying what excellence is really about. I think we're all excited to maybe get to that level of basketball again for for Indiana. Yeah, you know, look, I think, Ryan, you make some good points about how you don't want to, you know, take too much from this. I think, you know, yeah, for it's most just, of it's us, hard, you know, know and, and that's why, obviously, and look, you know, during the scrimmage, your two, you know, starting guards, Devontae Green, Rob Finnessy, aren't there. So, I mean, you're just, you're not going to be able to take much from that. 
But, uh, you know, I do think probably the biggest, you know, basketball you know storyline coming out of this is just seeing Jerome Hunter play basketball. Like, I, I take it as a really good sign that three players were held out for precautionary reasons after the first week of practice, and Jerome wasn't one of them. You know, I mean, that I, I was kind of wondering if they were just going to hold him out from this. But that, you know, that really shows that everything that we've heard about him being cleared and ready to play like this. You well, know, and he did everything too. You know, he did three point he contest. He was so that's floor, that's like. a good sign. It feels like we can more confidently start projecting him as a you know as a member of the rotation. And you know, you saw some of the things, coaches. You mentioned. I mean, that nice little turnaround jumper. He kind of backed Justin Smith down, did a little step back turnaround jumper. We didn't have anybody who. I mean, Romeo obviously could do something like that last year. But imagine putting that skill on last year's team. You know, that's a big thing that 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 Indiana was missing. And I thought he had another, uh, you know, really nice play where he drove in through a nice little, uh, you know, dump off pass to Joey Brunk for an assist. So that is, I think, the one little teeny tiny thing. If you want to take anything from the scrimmage, is that Jerome Hunter was just out there running around, looked good looked skilled, kind of looked like the guy that we've been talking about. And I yeah, think that natural is too. looked natural. Yes. I saw, you know, someone in the chat said he looked a little less rusty than you would think. And again, who knows? Because it was only eight minutes and playing against major, you know, college competition, you know, he's going to have to get out there and, you know, play for more than seven minutes and do all of those things. But coach, I was at least in, encouraged to see that. And I think all IU fans can be encouraged to see that. Well, you know, Ryan was right. It, you can't really tell a lot about offense, defense, rotations, this and that, but you can tell skill. Uh, and he came out and displayed, he, he was not afraid to shoot early. He didn't hit in, in the scrimmage, but I thought a shot in the three point sh- uh, shooting competition looked okay. Um, not great, but okay. And then he had a little crossover, a little hesitation move uh, on one of his uh, drives. And so the ability to drive as well as, as shoot and then defensively, he bodied up pretty strong. He was guarding a four, and there was a post-up where he was – I don't know who he was guarding, but he was physical down low. And, and, again, you worry with injury and all of that, how that's going to play out. So uh, very, very excited um, about um, uh, Hunter's play in, in the brief amount of time that we saw him. I saw Kent asked who was held out of the scrimmage. So it was Devontae Green, Rob Finnessy, and Deron Davis uh, that were held out, not just from the scrimmage, but from all activities. And there was a, there was a release that was sent out, uh, you know, right before all the activities started that said, you know, it's, just, it's precautionary reasons. You know, we exited the first week of practice without any major injuries. I think Coach mentioned they might have, you know, said on the broadcast that it was general soreness. So I don't think anything to, you know, they sound, all, sound the alarms about, but, you know, they all were they kind all of moving fine. around, doing intros. Yeah, they so. look fine. But Indiana fans will be forgiven for, uh, you know, being just a little bit nervous at seeing anybody held out and the mere mention of the word injury. So, you know, I I get it. Um, did you guys see, did they mention on the broadcast at all what the attendance was like? I know I saw some of the no. the shots from before, you know, it looked like the lines were wrapping around and stuff, but it was hard to get a gauge for what the for what the attendance was like. But it, it seemed is. like a pretty lively crowd. And Yeah, I mean, the lower bowl looked, fi- looked completely filled. So, I mean, it's from some angles, you could see some seats, but didn't look like, I mean, it looked like it was pretty packed. Yeah. It was hard to tell because I don't know if the mi- if the mics really picked up the crowd, how enthusiastic they were. So I think that was a little difficult to see how how much they were into it, but I'm sure they were from years past being there. Uh, it's generally a pretty fired up crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what I learned today? I learned that uh, Calbertini is coaching in the G League. I didn't know that. The you didn't know col- that? The College Park Skyhawks. It used to be the Erie Bayhawks. Now the College Park. And you know one of I his- think he's been coaching there for a few years now. 
As he, and you yeah. know who uh, one of his assistant coaches is? Sheldon Williams from Duke. Oh, I that one of his fellow assistant coaches, which that's a random connection there. Very nice. I, I think one of the things that's important about, well, just Calbert Chaney being honored, period, is the most important thing. But then when he threw the support towards Archie, you know, in a year that yeah, a lot that of people nice. are wanting to see what's going on and there's some doubt creeping in and after the first two years, you know, that's, uh, if not, you know, one of the greatest Indiana players of all time saying that he supports Archie. And, um, you know, we just missed it. We, we had him in the program and we lost him. That, that, that was a shame and something that uh, I wish could be rectified. Uh, I, I, and I'm glad he's where he's at. But it was really good to see him do that on, on behalf of Archie. And we got to see him come out and demand a song from the DJ and dance a little bit. I wasn't quite yeah. prepared for that, but I enjoyed it. So I think you know, we all did. Hey, you know, if, if Calbert Chaney walks into Simon Scott Assembly Hall and wants a song, you play Calbert Chaney a song, mm-hmm. you know, and they did. And it was great. All right. Uh, coming up, as we continue our breakdown of Hoosier Hysteria, I will point out tonight's meaningful moment you might have missed. And then we will try to extrapolate some more interesting observations from an event that you should never take too seriously. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stick with us. We'll be right What's going on? It's Christian Wofford. What's the only thing better than an epic buzzer beater? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join my guys, Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the Assembly Call after every IU game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Christian. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And while you're there, make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 6,000 of your fellow IU fans are subscribed we send out a post-game analysis email, weekly six-banner Sunday news roundups. You definitely want to get on that. Uh, text IU to 66866 uh, also to join. Uh, I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonson. We're breaking down Hoosier hysteria. So this is usually the spot in the show, guys, where we do our meaningful moment that you might have missed, as we've already talked about. Not many meaningful moments from, what, an eight-minute scrimmage and you know some, some skill drills. There was one other thing from the scrimmage that jumped out at me, though. So maybe about midway through... Trace Jackson Davis got the ball, tried to make a move in the post. Joey Brunk poked it away. It led to an Al Durham uh, breakaway on the other end. And what I liked about it is the way that Trace responded to it afterwards, the competitiveness that he showed. Because you could tell that he was disappointed. You know, Joey just made a nice little veteran play, kind of poked the ball away from the freshman. The next two possessions, Trace got the ball and went right at him and scored both times. And he went down on the other end, and he he might have blocked a shot, but he did say either either blocked a shot or got a deflection. Yeah, Yeah. and I just, you know, again, for a freshman, I just liked the competitiveness. You know, and I liked seeing his first time out there under the bright lights at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. You know, didn't get down, didn't shy away. He went right back at Joey Brunk. And you know, those two guys obviously know each other. They've worked out together. They've, you know, had a relationship even before they got to campus. For years, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, Coach, again, you just look for some of those little things. I liked seeing that competitiveness from him because it was pretty clear that he was disappointed that, that Joey, you know, poked the ball away and he went right down and scored on him. One of them, I think, was an and one, but they didn't give him the free throw. So, you know, to me, I'm not sure, you know, I don't think Trace could have done much else to uh, much more to impress than he did tonight, you know, given the circumstances. Yeah. So you want to see what he can do. And more than anything, he was aggressive. 
And, and after that play, then maybe that got him going. But I, I liked the way he tried to post up, and I liked the way he tried to take it to the to the basket. And, and that's why he was a talented and, and much sought after recruit. And so, uh, those, those, I thought his play and Hunter's play, and again, I think Al Durham too was a highlight today, just yeah. in the skill level and what 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 they they showed. And and again, when you only have eight scholarships players out there, you know someone's got to stand out. But um, I thought Trace did a nice job for his his first time out there in front of everybody. Any observations on Trace Ryan? Yeah, I mean, you just look at he was moving real well for his. You know, we know we know that about him that he moves real well for his size and gets up and down the floor and things like that. So I mean, it was just what you know confirming what we've already seen and and you know what shows up on tape and all that stuff is is that he's just a guy who um, could do a lot of things. He's real uh, dexterous too. He you know he can just kind of slide into certain you know spots and i think that uh one of his he tried to turn around kind of jumper i'm not sure if it went in or not but i what impressed me was just he was in the middle of the of the lane and kind of went really far to one side to try and bank it in and um just kind of you know i i just think he's he's he looks like the guy we thought he was he's a little bigger a little stronger than he was in high school already and um you know i mean again not a whole lot you can take from from it but i think you're right that in a pickup game type atmosphere, the desire to kind of get it back after you get the ball taken from you and, and maybe, you know, erase the memory in your mind of, of kind of not making the play you were thinking of. Uh, it's positive, of course. Do you have any problem with, you know, I mean, I'm guessing it was Archie's decision to end the scrimmage, you know, when they did. No, and, I think I, that I bet you they were there on a clock of what time they need to get out of there to do some other stuff. Oh, and, that, that might be true. And with the fire, the, the alarm, fire alarm. That's why I think that the dunk contest was only two rounds instead of three rounds. I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to be three rounds, apparently, because other people were looking around um, and they had planned to, they'd each planned a third dunk. That was why. Okay, Trace that's a good point. Maybe so I, haven't, I, I haven't seen that come up on Twitter, but that's a good point. Maybe that now I don't know if there had to be something else in Assembly Hall or if they were off to go do some actual workout or something. But yeah, it looked like they were trying to cut the uh, cut the time down. Yeah. That was that was my assumption from it. Okay, you you may be right. That would make some sense, and, you, and, especially and, when you think about how long that fire alarm was. It was about five to seven minutes or so, and they cut the scrimmage by about seven minutes. So. Yeah. And a lot of times in the past, I, I know that they've had workouts in the morning, uh, a shorter workout, and they try to combine the time, whatever, of these two. So that would play into what Ryan's saying. And then also, if if there are some people that are just a little sore or at general soreness or whatever, you're going to cut down on all the activities just so you don't get something, uh, as I'm always concerned with, with Hoosier hysteria. You brought them in to introduce and, and show the fans what's going on. And so let's get, get to it and, and get out. Uh, Ryan, one thing that I do want to talk with you about, and this was mentioned on Twitter a couple times, Demise Anderson uh, was in the three-point contest, uh, and he continues to have by far the most casual shot form I think I've ever seen. Now, it's really casual. He also, I mean, he gets more rotation on the ball than anybody I think I've ever seen. I mean, he really gets good spin on the ball, but the trajectory of his shot is all over the place. And, and whole, he gets hot, and he'll hit three or four in a row, but then he'll also airball them. And his, do you, do you, you see know, anything shoulder- different? He winds up, you know, with his shoulders facing like this towards the hoop. And it's I mean, it it's nothing I would ever teach anybody or encourage them to look at and be like, oh, that's a good shot. It's not. There's nothing about it. That's a good shot. It's casual. He doesn't snap his wrist. It's kind of like off to the side. His whole body shifts. He doesn't like leave the ground on his jump. Look, if that if that goes in and I watched him easy some in high school, um, he made it go in, but 
I, I, I just don't see how that is going to work long term. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong on that one because I think that with his size, if he can really knock down shots, that's an asset. But it just feels like it's that same nonchalant you know, sort of look that we got last year when you'd really like a guy like that to see how he played last year on the court and think, okay, let's get more you know, energetic and let's get more, you know, maybe tighter with our shot and, and tighter with our motions on the court. And it doesn't look like it, it was at all. He looks bigger. He looks stronger, all that stuff. But it just, as far as like the actual on court work, it doesn't look like much has changed there. Um, but again, not a lot you can take away in a situation like this. Um, it just, it, you know, that was my read on the situation. And um, I hope that whatever it is, they can figure out how to make that more consistent, especially, you know, a guy like Matt Roth was in the building tonight and, uh, that guy's got a pretty much a perfect, had a perfect jumper. It's like he needs to harness Demise, just like, son, follow me, please. <laughs> Coach, thoughts on Demise? You know, De- Demise might be a guy that needs to shoot when, when wide open. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, how's he going to get that shot off? But it, I, I'm really excited to see what he can bring. I think it's going to be off the bench a, a little bit, uh, you know, and I mean, I don't know if it goes in, it go. that's a good thing for uh, Indiana. If he can hit threes and it goes in, but yeah, it is a, it is a weird looking, weird looking shot. On the other hand, I thought Durham shot looked really nice yep. uh, from the three point. We didn't get to see the other two guards, did, yeah. you know, but Al's just looked really soft and it looked like it had enough arch on it where it was just hitting the rim soft and, and his misses were soft too. So you know, that's obviously an area that Indiana has to get better. And those, uh, Demisi is a big, going to be a big part of that if he can come off the bench and knock some down. What did you guys think of Archie Miller's comments? And, and there's one, you know, in particular that stuck out to me. He said, Our new guys have fit in seamlessly. Our older guys have done a really, really good job of communicating, working together. This team can be special this year. It can be really, really special. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, you see coaches in, situations like this and they might try and downplay things a little bit and hey you know it's going to take us some time to get going and uh, you know Terry Morin even did that basically said you know hey stick with us when we're winning stick with us when you know when we're losing you know and and and, you know Archie says this team can be really really special do you think at all coach that that might be you know a coach who understands the disappointment of last year and maybe some of the you know, the not so high prognostications for this year and wants to kind of pump things up a little bit and give his team confidence, give the fans confidence. It, it always kind of feels like coaches zig, you know, based on how the, the expectations are zagging. You know, they kind of go the other way. Did, did, is that what it, how you read that? Here, here's what I, I read into that. I read into that he likes coaching this team. And, and one of the things that, that we talk about in the coaching world is, you know, you select your team would you be happy with this team if it lost? If that means your guys buy in, they're your type of competitors. They're, they're the guys that you want. I think that he's just comfortable with this group. And then that, that, that leads to being special. Uh, that's not promising a, a one seed or a two seed, but it's something that, uh, yes, along the lines of not everyone's looking at this team as being a good Indiana team, but he knows deep down inside, this is what he wants to build. And this is maybe that first foundational step in year three. And, and I just think, that's more of he's comfortable and he believes in what they're doing and that they're going to surprise some people. The number of games of which no one can tell how many above expectations, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Indiana exceeds the expectations that we're seeing. 
and, and is an enjoyable team to watch even, even in those struggles. And so from the Evansville conversation that we saw and, and, and the Chicago media days, it just seems like Archie is, is enjoying the guys he has. And I don't think that he did that, uh, had that the first two years. Ryan? Uh, I don't think Archie Miller is somebody who says things he doesn't believe. So I think that he truly does think this team can be special. Whether or not that's going to play out, um, I don't know. But I, I just I don't think he's a guy who um, who would say this team could be special if he didn't truly believe it. I, I, I've never thought that Archie Miller was trying to sell us a product that he didn't believe in. So, I mean, I've never, you know, I've never gotten that. A lot of college coaches are used car salesmen. They are. And they're constantly selling to recruits, to fans, to their bosses, to whoever, to their fellow coaches, everything. That um, is how you're a champion. I didn't mention him at I, all. I didn't. I hit, I hit that on accident. Um, More general soreness just occurred. Yeah, but no, it's it's that's that's not an uncommon trait though among college coaches is they're constantly selling everything, and um, I just I've never felt like Archie was a, a guy who's selling you something. I just I haven't felt that, and maybe Thank I'm you. naive in that way, but I, I I just I feel like he's a guy who just kind of speaks plainly. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, anything else from the scrimmage? I know you know Kent asked how did Armand look in the scrimmage. I don't really recall. That like, kid can get up, is what he looks he like. He can. Yeah, he looked good in the dunk contest. That's for really sure. Look, you know, look confident out there. Which and is and nice I, to see. I watched him in high school. He he had, he's athletic, but not like that. Yeah, Man, that's that's impressive. Well, you know, he that's why he won the uh, what was it the 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 workout award for you know the first few weeks of the off season or the at the end of the off season. So. That uh, you know, maybe he's made some gains there. You know, that race Thompson was moving around okay, took a three, you know, didn't make it. Uh Cooper Bybee, he knocked down a three pointer, I believe, which was nice to see. Uh, there, what was interesting to me is seeing where Justin Smith was playing. They had race and TJD at the four and five, and he was playing a little more three, which has been a big question in the offseason about where where he's going to play. It's a turnaround jumper. Uh is that just because of the the scrimmage and the and the you know the Lack of guards, maybe, um, but they very easily could have put him as a four on the white squad and balanced it out if he was he was going to be a four. And then on the other side, Hunter kind of played uh, three or four, uh, and you kind of got maybe a sneak peek. I'm going to go back and watch the film maybe for um, a, a film breakdown. I know Ryan's going to laugh at that, but just, just, just look at where did they play the post players and, and see if we can't get – something out of um that eight minutes um, i got the sense I don't know that we can but i got the sense from where they were playing joey bronk that they're planning on doing some high low stuff some some free throw line and and yep. block stuff and bronk, had, bronk was drifting a little bit around the free throw line and i think that maybe they're not trying to show that that much but i think that's going to be yeah. something they're going to use and, and i don't know if everyone wants to hear it because it's kind of like Virginia's old blocker mover stuff, but in the blocker mover scheme, there is high low blocker mover where you have a guy on the on the block screening and a guy at that high post, and you want to go a little high low, and then you have blocker mover with guys on both sides and the ability to screen in, flare screen, step out. Um, so again, I don't you can't tell not, an awful lot from this, but it was interesting to see that they both teams had two posts out on the. On, on both sides. Right. And and the way I would say that Archie would be different than I, I don't think he would ever go full into the, the blocker mover type thing. And the reason why is because he seems to be a guy who wants everyone to touch the ball and in blocker mover. 
You're not supposed to touch the ball if you're a screener. Right. You know, you, you don't ever touch right. the ball if you're a screener, unless you're under the hoop by yourself. You get the ball and you can lay it in. But other than that, so I, I think that that he might do a modified version of that, exactly what you're talking about, where there are guys who are designated screeners on either side or high low. Um, but I, I, I just could never see him doing going full off into it. Where you're right on that is like if Hunter's to four, he can set a screen, step out, and now he can drive and mm-hmm. he can shoot to three. So that would be the way to modify. You would that you'd be wasting his talent. Players. He would, yeah. would kind of yeah. play like uh, the DeAndre and, Hunter role almost right. that, that Hunter played at Virginia. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting. And, and I'm not – but they're going to play two post. it looks like. And then um, Justin might be a three. And if – you know, do you put – Who's the other three with him? Is it Hunter that plays the three some too? So it looks like Indiana's really going to be big. Uh, again, not not looking too much into an eight-minute scrimmage. I mean, it it certainly seems like Jerome Hunter is going to be is going to play as many minutes as his body allows him to, and as his just reacclimation to playing high-level basketball allows him to, because he just does stuff that no one else can do. With his Smooth. height, with his shooting ability, with his ability to go inside and out, he's a good passer. You know, he can he can defend. I mean, that he, you know, he, to me, like you know, if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, like you build lineups around him. You don't kind of plug him in at the end because you know just of what he can do. So you know, that's that's why this was encouraging to see him out there. And I, I continue to want to temper expectations, you know, because it's going to be an ongoing thing. You know, it seems like with you know with the leg condition and. You know, but hopefully he's you know he's he's ready to go and you know is you know gets in game shape and can handle some minutes, especially by the time Big Ten play goes. So I just you know it's really easy to get excited when you you know see that turnaround jumper and see some of the moves that he made today. But I would you still turnaround jumpers, man. You love dude. It was a great. There wasn't much. <laughs> it was a great play. It was a great play. Not as good as Jeremiah April's against Mississippi Valley State. In, no, in nothing will ever was. be that. That great. was the greatest turnaround jumper in IU basketball history. Um. Last question for you guys about Hoosier Hysteria itself. Your thoughts overall just on the presentation? Because we've talked about how this is really, a, it's a recruiting and a fan event. Uh, you know, what did you think of it? Last year, they did the laser light show on the court, which was really cool. This year, they had, you know, the big screen and the players, stage. you know, kind of came out yeah, on the, the stage and they ran down the ramp. What did you, but everything else was pretty much the same, you know, throwing the shirts. Um, I'm you know, old and, and worry. So I'm constantly scared that someone's going to throw out their shoulder since they're not used to doing <laughs> that throwing motion with the shirts. Yeah. They're coach, also gonna, coach, you know, you were thinking it too. <laughs> roll an ankle running down there. I know. I know. Right. I know. I just I hold too. my breath. I want to <laughs> just get out of this thing, get out of this thing with everybody healthy. But what did you think about just the present? I mean, I, the fire alarm was ridiculous. That's, you know, kind of embarrassing, but outside of that, what did you think of how they set it up? I mean, is this a step in the right direction for how we need to be doing Hoosier hysteria? Coach? Yeah, I think I, I like the addition of the skills challenge. I would like to see more things like that, where you just show off a lot of different things, you know, and replace the dunk contest with with some creative things. So that was a step in the right direction. I thought the stage idea was nice. Um, you know, this is this is for the recruits. This is for the fans, and I think that it 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 meets that purpose. Um, and so, you know, it, it's surprising to me. It used to be a lot longer. And then Archie's come in and seemed to really cut it back. And here we're going to go through some intros and a short scrimmage and get everyone out of there. 90 minutes, um, baby, in and out. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you got to look at the purpose. And an old guy like me would rather be in Cook Hall uh, practicing uh, on a Saturday afternoon. But uh, you got to. Doing shell drill, 
Bounce Del passes. Grill, absolutely. Um, man, nothing. You're not nothing, even joking. No, no shooting nothing. until after four passes. <laughs> Nothing's better than the good old shell drill. Son, you got to dunk 100 tennis over. balls before I'll let you dunk a basketball. Like <laughs> These practices are not designed for your enjoyment. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. You know, um, but I, I do think it's moved in, in a, a better direction. And, and the other thing, though, and this is all honesty. I know we follow the men's program, but I'd like to see uh, a little bit. If they're only going to go eight-minute scrimmage, add an eight-minute scrimmage for the ladies, too. They've really done a good job of building that program. And for someone who doesn't see it an awful lot, uh, that would be, I think, nice to get some fans and, and let them see and maybe be able to come to a women's game as well. So that would be my my suggestion to add that. If it's if it's not going to be a, a fifth practice schedule, or th- let, the, let the ladies play a little bit. I agree with that. I think that's and you know what? I, I'd be fine if they kept the men's scrimmage as just in eight minutes. This was enough. This was hey, here's here's what I'll enough say. to see. Add more like skills competition, fun like that, clowning around. Maybe do three on three on each half of the court or something like that, and make it so people can watch whatever they want. People can hang out. Maybe have some things going on in the hallway outside of the arena for the scrimmage portion, so people can go out and sign autographs or what like have the players rotate out or whatever and do three on three stuff i mean do something i I think the five on five full court scrimmage is stupid i think they should get rid of it it's it's just kind of pointless at that point um but i would love to see them actually i want to watch them run a practice you know like maybe yes i would love to have a go back to that do some like three on three and maybe some like half court drills or whatever well you're, the guys who aren't on the court can maybe filter out and go sign autographs and take pictures of the people. Then they filter in. The other guys filter out. The The idea of a full 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 court five-on-five five scrimmage is, is stupid to me. I think that they should do more skills competition stuff. I don't think they should get rid of the dunk contest because I think a lot of people like going to see that. I think they should structure it a little differently maybe, make it faster and more interactive or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's ways to alter it uh, to where it's not just kind of Okay, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And now, look, this stuff happens all over. You know, th- this is the same kind of format people have everywhere. And I, I just think being ahead of the curve and, you know, again, get Archie out there coaching, maybe have him have a microphone and tell him what they're trying to do on this scrimmage or something. It, God, that'd be great. Have him run through a defensive drill, teaching yeah. the pack line. Yeah. I, educate us. I'd like <laughs> I'd to see Snoop Dogg. It. You know, where was Snoop Dogg? He, he, this he was busy eat. after last night. <laughs> Yo, I, mean, I thought, I thought that's what you did for these things. <laughs> no, I, I, but I think that, that, uh, you remember that uh, preseason practice that, that they aired, uh, for IU and Tom Cream was yeah. there. Do something that like that. Great. That was so bring great. On, bring in like a big a BTN guy, have him interview Archie about what they're doing with each step of a practice drill or something instead of just five on five running full court. The crowd wasn't really into it. It was just kind of, you know, blase. That, that's what well, I would. The crowd usually leaves. Yeah. For the has scrimmage. In the past has, has left when the scrimmage starts. Yeah. And that's why they probably minimized it as well. Those are great ideas. I love all those ideas. You know, I love getting, you know, if you're going to scrimmage, have the women scrimmage, split it up eight and eight, do let the women scrimmage. But I, I agree, Ryan, let's shake it up and do some different things. But the, the, the more stuff that you could do that would actually simulate a real practice, the better. As yeah, much and, stuff and like as you want to do there, I would love that. And like I said, have some of the guys who aren't on the floor go out, you know, walk up into the crowd, walk up uh, into the hallway, have an autograph st- stand, and take up. pictures and take stuff, pictures, yeah. whatever, and then have them. Okay. You got. 15 minutes with these guys or 20 minutes with these guys, then they're going to filter back. Other guys are going to come up and 
take their place and do that. I mean, do some fun stuff like that. Involve the crowd, involve the people. And, and that would be <laughs> is it an NCA issue or what, but if you had like six guys shooting three point contest, tie it to a section in the crowd to get like a free cheeseburger or something. No, I think that's you a know, good idea. So like a player, section F a player is, is with, Cooper Bybee and he's out mm-hmm. shooting the whole yeah. thing's going crazy for, I mean, you could, if you yeah. could do that, you know, okay. um, T- take the video board budget and make it Yonko stakes. That would get everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you know, I don't know. Free. Ice yeah. Cream no, I mean, they always do the seat giveaways during games and stuff like that. Do that. Uh, you know, yeah. tie it to these are, whoever wins the skill competition. These are, right. these, are, these are good ideas. We, we do need to write these up and send them to Jeremy Gray. Right yeah, now. We do. We do. You know, what would have been great. You know what they should have done is they should have done, free throws like we used to back you know when i played in high school we used to do free throws and everybody would go around and shoot a free throw and if you missed the free throw everybody had to run that's yeah, no, what that's what they do should that. have done do that in, let, in let the players let the players practice their free throws get some pressure free throw shooting and then we get to see who's winning sprints they Come need on. to bring us in set us in center court and do a live <laughs> show no what needs to happen show and- <laughs> Nobody to needs to be judging the dunk contest on this panel right here because yeah. I, I had I had very different scores than everybody for each they of them. They need to involve the assembly call in all of that. The the planning. The they never gave us a big head. They never get you know what, what at what point are we going to finally get, to get brought? Unfortunately, in? the big heads are gone. So I know, and they never gave us one before. They got rid of. Them. There's a couple guys right now on this panel on the right and the left that probably create our own big heads with the there way you we go <laughs> it's right here yeah. take a picture um okay one. so so coach you brought up an important topic earlier yo this is sneak deal double dizzle <laughs> that i think we should talk right. about which is uh kansas's can we can we talk about kansas for just a moment and the ridiculousness of what happened there so for those of you who don't know what is it like fog festi like what do they call the their no thing? Idea. anyway no kansas's idea. equivalent of hoosier hysteria they brought in snoop dogg and they got mad at pole, him for being Snoop Dogg. They had pole dancers. There was like a mascot there smoking like a big blunt, right? Yes. And then was there something else? Maybe that. I, I don't. Jared, I didn't see the whole thing. I saw a couple angles of it. Um, I, I would have one thing to say to Bill Self, and, and you'd probably have to hit that drop, right? Oh. You dumbass. <laughs> yes. Enough said about Kansas. <laughs> Enough said. Okay, you're but on, that. You're, you're being investigated for cheating and you bring all that in money flying into the crowd you know what though just go all the way with it like clearly they are trying to send a message that we don't care like come on pole dancing and all this stuff like they're trying to say like we are not interested in nca you know nca come try and get us but then instead then they try to like walk it back with these comments afterwards like we didn't know this was going to happen which is just weak just go all the way one way or the other either you're going to you know, sit there humbly and kind of accept what the NCAA is going to do, or you're just going to say, come at me, bro, but pick a lane and go with it. This, these <laughs> yeah, just, half measures are so lame. Just pick, lean pick into a lane. It. Yes. Like, no, it, yeah. Lean into it. If they the did thing, that, I, I would respect it and think it was hilarious. Instead, fully, it's just sad and pathetic. I fully believe that they may not have known the extent to which Snoop's floor show was going to, was going to, go there, you know, to that level. He probably said, yeah, I've got some dancers. I've got this. I've got that. I've got that. They're probably like, okay, dancers. That sounds fine. Let, let little know. Little did they know they were, you know, gripping poles. Just like uh, they didn't know TJ Gasnola was, uh, you know, right, paying exactly. to help funnel players there. 
But so I, you know, I, I, I'm sure they could say like, Hey, look, we didn't know how far it was going to go, but Hey, we brought in Snoop Dogg. That's, you know, that happens. Like, you know, we, we thought it would be fun for our students and our players and all that stuff. Lean into it. Just say, yeah, no, or yes. we didn't think it was going to go that far, but you know, whatever we, you know, this was, how, this was something that our crowd really liked and whatever. They're how just, do you not know it's going to not possibly yeah. not go that far because you're a dumbass, right? Isn't yes. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> You want to have it both ways. Bring it back it's already. Just, it's just sad. Um, what else do we have to discuss? We've gone 40 minutes. That's pretty, that's pretty good for Hoosier Stereo. If we're not careful, we're going to go longer than the event itself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Has anyone pulled a fire alarm at any of these houses yet? <laughs> no. But Probably. Gonna, that's that's when you know it's time. Yes. Um. Okay, so uh, here on post-game shows, we usually hand out game balls. So I already handed out my game ball. It's Trace Jackson Davis for paying homage to Calvert Cheney. Oh, by the way, one other thing I wanted to add, stuff that we should do every year at Hoosier Hysteria, bring back a great player or team and honor them. Do it every year. Like, it worked out perfectly that Calvert's going into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, next year, like, bring back Damon Bailey or bring back, you know, bring back somebody, honor them, tell their story, and then, you know, have a player like Trace pay homage to them. That's the kind of stuff that, like, you know, it it it, it connects the the Brought different eras, Roth the different too. generations. Yeah. Honor that, honor and that. Honor, night, call those it. guys out. Hey, it's great to have Matt Roth here. Great to have Todd yeah. Lindemann here. I'd love to see that stuff. Love to see that stuff. So I, I hope they use that at least as a template for you know a great way to tie the eras together, tie the generations together. And it also, it you know what it does also is it endears the current coaching staff to that, uh, you know, to that group from the past. So I think that that's that's really. Uh, you know, a great idea. I agree, Jared. Uh, yeah. My my game ball is going to uh, Calvert Cheney. Duh. It's, it's a good who one. else could it go to? It's Calvert <laughs> Cheney for showing up and and dancing. I can't, believe, I can't believe I beat Jared to that one. Crazy. Well, I did it to Trace Jackson Davis uh, for honoring uh, Calvert Cheney. Yeah, yeah. No, Mr. Calvert Cheney totally forgot that he could have given it to Calvert Cheney. It's I, anybody. I, I did not league. forget. I did not forget. I'm going with the young guy for paying homage to the legend. Right. I got Calvert though. It's good to see him back in the hall, and really for him telling them, hey. Everybody else got intro music. I want intro music. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> By the way, he looks like he could step out there on the court right now and play. Yeah, he's in good drop, shape. Drop 25, get in Dwayne Morton's face. You know, you know he's clowning Sheldon Williams every day in practice. So, <laughs> uh, Coach, you want to hand out a game ball? I, I'm, I'm going to give it to Jerome Hunter. Um, yeah. I thought that uh, seeing him out there and just looking uh, like he's uh, ready to get back and contribute, uh, and I thought he did some nice things. So congratulations, Jerome. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, Jerome. Um, okay, so let's see. Coming up here, we've got Assembly Call Radio on Thursday. You know, probably for some of the rest of these episodes leading up to the season, we'll kind of dive deep, do some player previews like we did with uh, with Al Durham and Devontae Green last week. Uh, and then, shoot, you know, we're going to have an exhibition game here coming up uh, Tuesday, October 29th against Gannon. That will be our first actual post-game show. Uh, if you're thinking about what you need to do from a BTN Plus standpoint, there are going to be so there was Hoosier hysteria. Then I think the first three games of the season are all BTN Plus games, yep. and then there are two more that could be. It has them listed as BTN or BTN Plus for later in the season. So you're gonna you're probably gonna need it for two months. It'll probably be about twenty bucks. So don't don't cancel it right away because you're probably gonna need it. Um, but we'll of course. By the be way, I post game shows after all of them. I was horrified when I logged into Assembly Call and realized I've been paying for BTM Plus monthly for the last year. That's oh, just no. Horrible realization. Did you really? 
I'm giving Jim Delaney money. I don't want to do that. So, okay. So just a quick tip. When you sign up, there is a little button that you can check to make it a non-recurring payment. Yep. Now, the problem there, of course, is that it's going to stop after the one month. And so you might have to set it up again, you know, if there are some of those games in, you know, in late November, but it does prevent the issue of... Was that on your personal credit card or was that on the assembly call credit card? No, I never, I've never used the assembly call credit card. I've never, I've never had the pleasure. Uh, so I've thanks. offered it. I've offered it. I know you have. I know you have. Uh, but but, it, I think but now my- that I know your credit card habits, I don't know if we're going to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, real, real bad. That's, a, that's, that's what we'll put for the donation drive. Please support yeah. Ryan's annual <laughs> 12-month purchase of BTS. He's probably done this with a lot of other things, too. Um, but yes. no, I... That was a that was a horrifying realization. That Although is, I have, I, I've watched some stuff on there. I think over the last year, maybe not knowing that it was a subscription, oh, you well. know, soccer or whatever. And yeah, I mean, they do have good other stuff on there. They uh, do. Our, buddy, our, our buddy Aaron Schiffron kind of corrected me about that on Twitter, which is you know he's right. I mean, you can get soccer games, volleyball, women's basketball. So it's not ridiculous to keep a BTN Plus subscription, especially if you like watching the other IU sports. So. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of that that's on there. Yeah, it um, was just, uh, it's not that I, you know, am angry at BTN Plus. I'm just angry that I didn't realize that I was paying for it for the last year. So, yeah, that's going to change after a few months. Uh, so final note, uh, as I mentioned before, make sure that you go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, that Homecoming 69 shirt is great. You can get the the Bison logo sweatshirt, T-shirt. They've got a lot of stuff there. Uh, and Connor and I, we had a great conversation on Friday talking about a couple shirt ideas that we have for the upcoming season. He's going to put our Assembly Call T-shirts on there as well, so you'll be able to get those. Um, so, you know, all of that there at homefieldapparel.com. And this season, use the promo code assemblycall20. That'll get you 20% off. Um, so it was 15, uh, get 20, assemblycall20 uh, for the promo code. All right, guys, last call. Any any final thoughts on Hoosier Hysteria, Coach? Yeah, just a shout out again to all the multimedia productions, the Cuban Center, whoever does all that. That's been added to social media and everything. And then again, to the student broadcasters, um, it's always uh, tough when it's the first one. And then when you have a fire alarm drill in the middle and have to ad lib a little bit, uh, that's always good experience. And I I just think that they do a a really good job and and looking forward to hearing them on the first couple of broadcasts. Shout out to Connor Hines, fellow San Diego boy. He's from, I believe he's from Carlsbad. He was a intern for uh, the radio show, the, the morning show that I guest host on, uh, and now he's doing BTN student broadcast for Indiana. So has anyone up, ever Tony. seen he and Michael Dugan in the same room? Uh, because this should they, be, you, they look you, alike and they kind of sound that. alike. You should tweet that. See what happens. Create a I discussion should. between the two. But yeah, by the way, congrats to Michael Dugan. Who's got a good job out in Mississippi cover. I think in Biloxi, I think he's in yep, Biloxi. Yep. Congrats to him. That's Fantastic. our boy. That's right. I feel like a proud Papa. You, mm-hmm. you hired him as an intern. It's <laughs> he did great work, man. He did great work. Did a lot of a lot of a lot of the post production for the show. So you didn't always mm-hmm. see him on camera, but he did a lot. And of he was work great on camera years. when he did it. He was. You you always knew Michael was going to bring the like the hot opinions. Mm-hmm. He yep. he's not like Kansas basketball where he plays the middle of the road. The man go he picks a side and he takes it, and I respect mm-hmm. that about him. I respect that about him. Um, yeah, look, fun event. I think you know the best part about Hoosier Hysteria. You get the excitement, you get the enthusiasm, you get everybody back in Coach, Simon the Scott. Best parts when it's over. <laughs> What'd you say? 
and for coach, the best part's when it's over. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, uh, to me, I think the best part about Hoosier hysteria is just what it symbolizes, and that's the beginning of a new basketball season. And yeah, you know, we got to wait, you know, three weeks or whatever it is until the next exib- exhibition game. But man, it's here. Practices are going on. This team is getting better. They're, you know, working to to make this a better season than it was last year. So I thought there was, you know, enough things on the court to kind of be encouraged by, especially with Jerome Hunter and, and Trace Jackson Davis. So those are going to be my my main takeaways from today. And now I'm just, you know, ready to get through these next few Thursday shows and then start doing some post game shows again because those are. Uh, those are fun until you start losing 12 out of 13, <laughs> but hopefully we're not going to see any of that anymore this year. So, all right. Uh, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the assembly call. IU post game show. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. And you can also subscribe to our podcast by searching for assembly call, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to six, six, eight, six, six to join our free email newsletter. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Bob Thompson for the music. We'll be back on Thursday. Until then. Take it from me, James Blackman Jr. Keep your elbows in, eyes on the rim, and get buckets. Go losers. Thank everybody for coming out. Yo, this is Sneep Dio Double Dizzle. I want to thank the... uh... Our, our listener on Twitter who reminded me of that drop because I had totally forgotten about it. And he's like, hey, this Kansas story gives you the perfect reason to pull that drop back out. Uh, we should probably get rid of that one. Mm, I don't think so. That's a good one. <laughs> Notice how there's never any Jared drops. I know. I've got some. It's, it's really hard to play drops of yourself, though. No, it's not. No, it is. It's, re- it's hard to do. Hey, coach has, coach has the ability. He's got the soundboard I, I and everything. I he can, do, record, he can drop some of these in there. You don't no, record I, any of your own bad ones. You know, I'm not feeling good about tomorrow's game. I, I do have all of that, the bells and whistles that uh, Jared has. I can record a show secretively. Yeah. Just doing system Coach, audio and then Coach go back and cut a few. What is this one? Snoop Dio double jizzle. Oh, okay. So I've got, I've got one of myself doing that too. Uh, okay. So. It, it, but it is it, objectively. It's hard to play drops of yourself uh-huh. because typically you're playing drops like right after someone talks. But when you're talking, you can't really prepare it anyway. Ryan is perfect. <laughs> I am. There's, there's one for you. <laughs> Randy Bottoms. Randy Bottoms. So there's I've got a I've got a few. I've got a few drops. I can do what LeBron can do. Don't know what the context was there. Uh, <laughs> taco Tuesday. Yeah, no idea what the context was. Do Taco Tuesday. Uh, all right. right. Uh, Thursday. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday at three thirty. I'm getting out of here. What are you? What are we doing? We're talking about Hoosier hysteria. This is oh, it's true. Yeah. Um, it's two and, and a half hours. I'll never get back. Good. Okay. So one of these. <laughs> one of the upcoming.